it's a very calm Monday. <laughs> it's March 16th. <laughs> and the word of the day is... <laughs> which is from the Latin... <laughs> yes. And it means the combinations of emotions that go along with making that noise. Used in a sentence, I googled coronavirus response USA and Google responded, did you mean <laughs> Yeah. No, as I understand it, they're building a site that'll match you with the best string of random consonants in your area. That should be should be ready by yesterday, I have an assurance. Yeah, mine were XXX again. It's weird. Huh? It's weird. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, coronavirus donates $50,000 to the Trump campaign. (laughs) (sighs) Betsy DeVos reminds us that she was a plague before it was cool. And we learn that the relevant data is strongly suggesting, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight, our fellow skeptic rats, Snow Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Uh, gentlemen, um... What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Yes, the fuck. Yes. Why? Why the fuck? Sure. All the interrogative fucks. Yup. <laughs> Speaking of which, in our lead story tonight, ooh, I was ooh, reading I know, the, I um, know. <laughs> what do you think it's about? <laughs> the Democratic well, primary. <laughs> get ready. Curveball. I was reading the book of Revelation. Um, sorry, the news. Uh, it's not clear. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was reading something. Either way, uh, I might be a Christian now. I'm pretty sure I'm a Christian now. There's definitely a scorpion horse locust with a very dry cough selling hand sanitizer out of a shopping cart in the middle of my street. And you know, people are paying with mind or out of a shopping cart in the middle of my street. Well, whatever that means. Something's happening. Well, I can't go to a fucking restaurant with it. They might as well. Uh, yeah. Not after 9 p.m. And it's all thanks to the coronavirus or COVID nineteen, you fucking nerds. Whatever, whatever. We're we're gonna we're gonna call it the coronavirus from now on. And it's sweeping across the world, causing death and destruction. Or a bunch of people are gonna get a cold. Uh, well, it turns out it's the first one, but yeah. I couldn't fucking tell until recently because <laughs> otherwise legitimate sources have been saying conflicting things for three fucking months. But they all seem to agree on one thing right now: the United States government. Shat the bed hard, and now we're rolling around in it. Right. Or around. or a cold is going to kill 2% of the U.S. population. Nobody seems sure, and I can't stress enough, <laughs> we really need those people to be sure. That'd be like, great. Really or, sure. Or, barring that, at the very least, we need them to admit they aren't sure. Yep. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. Phase one of shitting the bed was being... An enormous developed nation with no national health care system. Uh, and then a global pandemic attacked our giant shit pile. And instead of cleaning up the problem, we threw the shit pile into a giant military industrial fan, hoping to hide that mess from mm-hmm. s- somebody. Mom? I don't know. <laughs> and then the president of the United States proclaimed that, oh, you know what? Shit actually vanishes magically every April. We're all huh. good. And from there... Trump went into a long series of evolving lies, like a child being contradicted at every moment by a new piece of reality, uh, or being literally contradicted by the doctor standing next to him during a press conference and grabbing the mic. Okay, 
new plan moving forward. America has a mutually agreed upon backup president who comes in for shit like this. It's just we just Mike get Pence? fucking Steve Garrett from Bayonne, New Jersey. He okay. cleans up the pandemic or the volcano or whatever, and then we send the clowns back in. I'm not saying well, we need it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sad fucking thing is I wrote a joke in here about how, like, wow, Americans seem to be need to be reminded why basic competence mattered. But but they haven't. They, like, they haven't. They still haven't figured it the fuck out. No. Mm. They have nope. not. That joke doesn't even work. There's no jokes that work right now. That's the big problem with this. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a quick highlight reel of Trump's actual announcements about the virus over the last two months. On January 22nd, he said, we have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to be just fine. Oh, good. February 2nd, we pretty much shut it down coming in <laughs> from China. Yep. Uh, February 24th, the coronavirus is very much under control in the U.S., stock market starting to look very good to me, exclamation point. Okay. Okay, Heath, in his defense, he was hanging upside down in his moon boots when he said that, and the stock market looks fucking great if you're upside down in moon boots. Like, you gotta admit. <laughs> so, well, I, no, well, to be honest, though, like, look, when you have billions of dollars and a pinky swear from Putin to give you a place to crash if shit ever hits the fan, the stock market always looks fine. It does. Doesn't really fucking matter. Doesn't matter at all. Nope. Yep. Uh, continuing, February 25th, we're very close to a vaccine. Nope. February 27th. Yeah, sure. Uh, February 27th, two days later. One day, it's like a miracle. It'll disappear. Nope. Archaeologically on that kind of a scale. It won't be a miracle, though. Nope. (laughs) True, true. It'll it'll be scientifically disappearing, perhaps, at some point. Heat death will probably get rid of it. I don't know if it'll be April. Continuing again, March 2nd, speaking to doctors and high-ranking <laughs> officials Wait, I know, of the I know CDC, Trump said, can't we just use a really good flu vaccine? What the fuck are you talking about is what happened right after that. All right. And then keep this in mind. This is the shit he said in public that got out. Like, Mm -hmm. think of how much dumber the shit he said behind closed doors that Tyler, like, wrapped his head in duct tape until he promised not to say what. you know what? No more songs. No more Come On Eileen. (laughs) Don't do that. Absolutely don't do that. (sighs) All right. Uh, We got got a few more quotes here. March 4th. If we have hundreds of thousands of people that get better just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work, some of them go to work, but they get better. It wasn't really a sentence, but he did say all those things. <laughs> March 5th. This is, again, this is the very next day. I never said that people are feeling sick <laughs> and they should go to work. March 6th. I never said this sentence either. <laughs> <laughs> also March 6th. I like this stuff. Oh, God. I really get it. People are surprised that I understand it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you don't, though. Reject the premise. Continuing. Every one of these doctors said, how do you know so much about this? No, they didn't. Maybe I have a natural ability. Maybe I should have done that instead of running for president. Two votes. Yes. Uh, Two yeah. votes. Uh, yeah. Whatever puts you in contact with the most infectious diseases. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
And then on March 9th, this blindsided the world. Mm-hmm. My evolving series of lies got blindsided, is what he just <laughs> said there. Now, you might hear all this stuff, and you might want to be optimistic about Trump and call him a giant imbecile, optimistically. But it looks like the facts don't bear out that very generous reading. According to Politico reporter Dan Diamond, our Secretary of Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, was pressured by Trump to keep the number of reported cases of coronavirus as low as possible because that's better for a re-election in November. Yeah, right. well, and to be clear, he didn't mean to keep them low by just, you know, preventing the spread of that disease. No, just don't yeah. find them as best you can. Right, be yeah, exactly. And depending on who you believe, Alex Azar kind of did that. Mm-hmm. He was like, you want me, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, to spin a deadly pandemic so that your approval rating doesn't go down? And his answer was, mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Little. I said maybe. Let's call it yes, though. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Yes. Yeah. So Trump needs to rot in the Hague for crimes against humanity. That'd be nice. Um, and now even more with the re-election mass murder plan. Meanwhile... We don't even have coronavirus testing kits for most doctors across the country. Your supermarket probably just sold out of everything except the bullshit healthy food that Eli likes. Financial markets crashed (laughs) and the world is on fire. But there is some good news. I know this is a weird thing to take good news out of, but there is a few little nuggets. One of them, we have Katie Porter on our team and she's a fucking phenomenon. In case anyone's not familiar, Porter is a congressperson from California on the House Oversight Committee. And during their hearing last week, she was in charge of questioning Robert Redfield, head of the CDC, and also Amish Colonel Sanders. Watch this video if you get a chance. It's amazing. Porter explains to Redfield that he has emergency powers to waive the cost of all coronavirus testing for everyone in the country, regardless of their insurance. And also reminds him that she already explained this over email weeks and days before and the night before. And then she's like, I have a question. Do that now. And Redfield starts to talk and he tries to get around speaking a real response to that. And Porter's like, Shh, look into my fucking eyes. I'll stab you with this gooseneck microphone. Will you give free testing for everyone? Yes or no. And he starts another dodge. But then he gets terrified by it. <laughs> like a just a very subtle head tilt from Porter at this point. <laughs> and finally says, fuck, fuck. Okay, no, it's fine. Fine. You're clearly way smarter than me. I'm very scared of you. Yes, I, I will do that. So whatever many people are way smarter than him. Whatever you're saying I need to do, I will do. Yes, a lot of people are smarter than him. He uh, helped make the AIDS crisis in Africa worse by being like a non-condom guy, more abstinence only. Anyway, yeah. he... He then got appointed to be the head of the CDC. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so now we just need to go back in time and start producing testing kits right away, and everyone who needs to be tested can get tested. Well, there you go. Yeah. I read on Facebook, if you can hold your breath for 10 seconds, you're fine. So, you know, I'm not fine. Are you able I'm to not, do that? Nope. <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> yeah, so why'd you even bring it up? <laughs> Try to do it right now while I'm talking. See how okay. far you go. And another important, did you lose it already? Yeah, he fell. Eli fell. Give him a second. I tried okay, to wh- do me falling down fully and just clapped my hands slightly in front of the microphone. <laughs> Commit to the bit, Eli. Come on. 
It's an important day. <laughs> Lots of so, wires. <laughs> you have you. You have falling. You Just have fall. the ground. Come You're on. Fine. So much expensive stuff in falling range. <laughs> so no, you don't. You don't have anything expensive there. So another important update. We got word this weekend that Donald Trump has tested negative for coronavirus. Uh, According to Trump's doctor, despite being exposed to some people who later tested positive, Trump did not acquire the virus. So, yeah, that's that's good to know. I guess the president is officially six foot three, two thirty five, a stable genius and not infected with coronavirus. I, I heard he has the least coronavirus of any person to ever run for president, in fact. Yeah, no. When it tried to get into his body, his bone spurs probably stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one last detail. Congratulations to West Virginia for getting picked last in dodgeball by a fucking disease. <laughs> as of Friday the 13th, I think still as of today... The coronavirus was willing to visit all 49 of the other states in the union, but not West Virginia. Congrats. It's got standards. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, ButcherBox. Hey, Noah, um, how's your meat gathering? Oh, it's the worst. Georgia is weird. Yeah. I wish there was a better way to get meat. Oh, uh, why don't you try ButcherBox? What's ButcherBox? ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. All the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals, and it's packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum-sealed so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. Wow. That sounds a lot better than showing up and hoping for the best. What kind of meat do they have? They have 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon, among other things. That sounds amazing. Where do I sign up? Well, uh, it gets better. I didn't even finish. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription, plus... $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash skeptocrat or enter the promo code skeptocrat at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash skeptocrat or promo code skeptocrat at checkout. You know what? I'm going to do that. Thanks, Heath. You're welcome. Of course, man, now that trip to the zoo I made feels kind of pointless. A, a trip to the zoo? You, don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Sound like you're worried. I'm worried about it. it. I'd like you to explain the trip to the zoo. No. No. Okay. And we're back. Next up in headlines, in single and not yet ready to mingle news tonight, I will do literally anything to avoid being part of the torrent of coronavirus news doing untold psychic damage to millions of people, including myself. Yeah, no, reality will fuck your mental health right up. That is exactly right. So (sighs) get your rosebuds ready for some news from the only nation not currently in the grip of panic and plague. The Bachelor Nation. That's right. Damn it. Are you serious? Two days after the dramatic finale of The Bachelor, in which airline pilot, this season's Bachelor, bachelor. and man who looks like he could model if he'd find a place to pee, Peter Weber, chose contestant Madison Pruitt to be his one true love. Two days after that, 
couple announced the relationship is over. <laughs> In a related story, the Undertaker wasn't actually dead. He'll continue <laughs> being a professional wrestler in the WWE. He's not. He wasn't dead. That was a hoax. You've <laughs> been lying to us this whole day. No, no. Come on. This is just. This is just responsible social distancing here. This is yeah. nothing. <laughs> to be fair, they don't know each other very well. They should stay far apart. So, the news broke in the somber medium appropriate for the message. An Instagram post of him leaning against a fence and reads as follows: "Quote." I want to start by acknowledging the incredible group of women that I had the privilege of getting to know this season. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. I learned so many lessons from all of you that I will carry with me. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Lots of sagesse in that cast. <laughs> Interesting. He, can, he continues, Maddie, thank you for your patience and unconditional love. Well, you broke up, so... Not all that unconditional. <laughs> You're the epitome of a woman who carries herself with grace. That's not what epitome means. I love it so much. Sorry. <laughs> who carries herself with grace, stands by what she believes in, and loves wholeheartedly. That She's a platonic, so <laughs> graceful stander. <laughs> that love is something I feel so grateful to have felt, and will take a piece of that with me, always going forward. Okay, you have two more sentences of this quote before I start paying cruise ship passengers uh, to sneeze that's on fair. you, Eli. I'm going to say one going down to zero real fast. You have three seconds. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, he concludes heartbreakingly. Two, Maddie and I had mutually decided not to pursue our relationship any further. Believe me, this was not easy for either of us to be okay with. But after a, a lot of honest conversations, <laughs> we've agreed that this is what makes sense for the two of us. The love and respect I have for Maddie will continue to endure. End quote. There you go. That's it. All right. Well, here's the thing, though. I can't believe I know this. I'm so mad that I know this. But didn't this guy propose to a different woman first? Like, <laughs> really? like a he few did, weeks yeah. ago on that show? So... The second place love and the second place respect will continue to endure for Maddie, is what he meant to say there. Yes, he did. Hannah Ann. Don't continue a quote. Hannah Ann. You're going to continue a quote. Okay, God damn it. So you got to be so fast through this. Hannah Ann, by the way, this is the woman I'm pretty sure that he originally proposed to. Is that who you're talking about? Yes, this is the one. Okay. Great. You set an example for women everywhere a couple of nights ago. You're such a strong, confident woman. You deserve all the love in the world. I accept responsibility for my mistakes and our relationship. Wish you only the best. This has been an emotional experience, and I am so grateful for the outreach and support I've received from friends, family, and the Bachelor Nation, which Speed includes me and Heath. We know that now. In the last few <laughs> days. Thank all of you. This is just another chapter in my story. One I will never forget, and one I will always cherish heart great <laughs> great so tldr you basic i'm a contestant on the bachelor you are basic i need more of an intellectual connection from this yeah i'm a contestant on the bachelor yeah well while that's sad i think i speak for the entire bachelor nation when i say wait how bad is it sorry can, can one fucking adult just tell us if we're all gonna die in an italian hospital all the way well, maybe this is why we should hire people other than serial rapists and the prettiest girl we know to be our science communicators. And they close Broadway. What does that mean? What do you mean that's a good thing? Fuck. How is that a good thing? Broadway? You're focused uh, on Broadway? For, for what it's worth, you definitely won't die in an Italian hospital hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not soon. I, I, I'm not going to make that as a blanket guarantee, but not soon. Pretty, Moving pretty to Italy guess. just so I can gotcha Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for 30 days, you're Good not. Drag Go beat up Rush Limbaugh. He's over there. <laughs> He's over there saying things that are actually reasonable compared to the rest of his party. 
And if you'd like to be as reasonable as Rush Limbaugh, you should check out <laughs> our next sponsor, The Great Courses Plus. <laughs> And two points. What? No, your toe is online. Does not yeah, count. Because no. I have a floon stan. No, uh, two points. Oh, right. Yeah. Can't believe you got the floon stan. I forgot about well, that. You should have used your backup minions. I know. I know. Hey, uh, guys, what are you doing? Oh, we're playing Warhammer and Dragons. And Lego Men. Yeah, Warhammer and Dragons. Dragons and Lego, and Lego Men. That looks complicated. It is. Yeah. But, you know, we had to. We're so bored. Look, guys, if you're bored, why not learn something new? Hey, is this you trying to trick us into reading again? Yeah, fool me once, Noah. No, uh, no, I'm talking reading. about The Great Courses Plus. Oh, what's The Great Courses Plus? It's an educational streaming service that makes learning easy and accessible. There are thousands of lectures on practically any topic you can think of with objective, in-depth information from some of the best teachers in the world. What kind of courses? Well, if you want to learn about both the past and the future at the same time, I'd highly recommend The Black Death, the world's most devastating plague, taught by celebrated medievalist Dorsey Armstrong. Oh, that sounds interesting. It is. And our listeners have access to this fantastic offer, a full month for free. Wow, they get a full month of The Great Courses Plus for free? Exactly. You can check out everything from the modern political tradition to the cosmos and all that's in between. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. Remember, that's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. All right, Noah, we're in. We're in. Just let's finish this game first. Yes, yes. Dude, you let him get the floon stand? I know, I know. I forgot. Yes, I did. You, you, you gotta guard your floon stand. Right? I know. I know. That's what they say. That is what they say. <laughs> And we're back. Next up in headlines in Who's DeVos News? Fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. fantastic. Thank you. Congressional Democrats Betsy. and congressional Samantha. Republicans can't agree on much. Uh, should we safeguard our elections from foreign influence operations? Should you get human rights even if you're Mexican or trans? Is breaking the law illegal? Controversial <laughs> questions like those have proven themselves insoluble for the 116th Congress. But we learned this week that one of the exceedingly few questions the majority of that body can agree on is... Is Betsy DeVos a filthy bitch that can go fuck herself? Oh, answer oh. is yes. Yeah, no, right. You get <laughs> okay. it. You get it. Um, and that came, of course, after she literally tried to push through a measure that would have restricted debt relief to students defrauded by for-profit colleges. Great. Cool. Uh, just while we're doing some fraud stuff, maybe we find all the heirs to the Amway multi-level marketing fortune. <gasps> there you go. And make them pay back the victims. And Betsy's gone. Wow. <laughs> right out the window. That was easy. Yeah, you know you fucked up when Mitch McConnell is like, she must be stopped. <laughs> well, to be fair, no, no, it wasn't McConnell's. T ten, ten Republicans crossed the aisle, but not his ass. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this story begins in the Obama administration when, among a sweeping package of student loan reforms, provisions were made to forgive the debts of students defrauded by for-profit colleges. Uh, and that didn't sit well with the defrauder-in-chief, so his administration has made several attempts to repeal, ignore, or eviscerate that law. And the latest effort came when Secretary of Education and illegitimate love child of Dorothy and the Scarecrow, Betsy DeVos, <laughs> Changed the rules that the Department of Education That's would use so to determine accurate. thank you who was eligible for loan forgiveness. See, uh, under the old rules, you'd be able to obtain debt forgiveness just by showing that your student loan was used to pay for a college that was later shown to be fraudulent. 
uh, under the new rules, uh, you'd be able to go fuck yourself. Yeah, you'd be able to go fuck yourself for college loans. And those are the fucking yourself of loans. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, alternative plan. We find the people who own the fraudulent universities and make those people pay down the debt. And there you go. I'm pretty sure I know the home address of one of the big ones. It's like sixteen hundred something Avenue. It's a state. It'll it's a it'll come to it'll come state. to me. But I'm, I got yeah. one in my head. All right, cool. Well, apparently, DeVos's rules were so egregious that Congress acted to repeal them and reinstate the rules used under the Obama administration. Uh, a bill to do so passed through Congress and then amazingly managed to pick up a smattering of Republican support in the Senate and win approval with a 53 to 42 vote, which means that assuming Donald Trump is willing to sign a bill that would directly hurt his own business interests just because it disadvantages innocent poor people, the good guys will prevail this time. So, you know, hold your breath. Great. For 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and next up in headlines, in light of all the, uh, brrr, we thought today's episode needed some contrast. I actually considered adding a super dry story here about how the Fed is not a Ponzi scheme and how injecting $1.5 trillion into the short-term money markets is not the same as handing a $1.5 trillion bailout to hedge funds. There's or definitely a reason it? to consider. No, it's not. But there is a reason to consider a direct bailout of suffering people, for sure. But that's a fiscal policy issue that's separate from the monetary policy of the Fed. And that money from the Fed isn't gone. And the action didn't prevent any future plans for direct aid. If you're curious about this, do some research about the role of a central bank in general. But that is not fun. That's super dry and nerdy. Are are you sure? (laughs) Sounded pretty fun. No. I I enjoy it, but that that's me. I'm weird. Well, we need some fun right now. Everybody needs some fun. So here's a list of humorous tidbits from the week of... Brrr. First up, there's a golden retriever puppy who was recently born with one single ear on top of her head right in the middle. If you want to see the most adorable picture ever, just Google unicorn puppy. Her name is Ray, and she's the fucking... Best. Oh my God, she is. It sounds so gross, but then you see it and it's just yeah. like, oh, it's like she has a little hairdo. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's the greatest. Yeah. She's <laughs> like a manic pixie dream puppy. It's oh, pretty awesome. I love yeah. Ray. <laughs> I love her so much. So um, you guys have any other happy thoughts, Google ideas for everybody? I mean, spoiler alert, I wrote a whole story about it. It's my next story. <laughs> <laughs> also pornography. Just throwing that out there. Real That's comfort good. in That's these good. darkened times. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what's nice is, uh, is split screen. Uh, demographics most likely to vote for Trump uh, beside demographics most likely to die from COVID-19. That's there, a silver linings. Love it. All right. We're, we're reaching deep into the bag of silver linings. We're doing the best we can here. And uh, while you're Googling happy stuff, while we're on that subject, maybe look up Golden Retriever Festival, too. They exist. Those things exist. And uh, you are weep laughing. You're doing that. Oh, my. There's one in Scotland. I saw a picture. It's just thousands of them everywhere. And they just tackle you and wrestle with you and face push you. It's all golden retrievers. All right. Another uh, another couple fun moments from this week. Despite the extremely dark subject of a world pandemic, we did get some excellent little quips along the way related to that topic. For example, Professional white splainer Ben Shapiro was just asking questions this week, as he is wont to do, and he tweeted, 
So when exactly are coronavirus tests going to be widely available? <laughs> and the best answer ever from at Rob Rousseau, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and invent a test yourself, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I added that last part. Yeah, but even if coronavirus killed Ben Shapiro, you know he'd insist that his epitaph be Ben Shapiro owns COVID-19 with facts and logic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's a silver lining for you. And uh, related to that, libertarians and anti-vaxxers shut the fuck up real fast this week. That was fun. Um, and here's another great response to that Shapiro tweet and to our disaster of a healthcare system in general. This comes from amazing friend of the show, Eric, whose sister Danielle said the following. Maybe we should give all the richest people the tests and see if they trickle down to the rest of us. <laughs> hey, Fucking excellent. Careful with the jokes, Danielle. It's all fun and games. And then, bam, Heath really is 39. So, you know. <laughs> okay. Careful. So, we'll see. I, I, I hate to shit on your attempt at a silver lining, Heath, but I live at the corner of libertarian and anti-vaxxer. I can assure you they have not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but you have coughed in their mouths. So again, I have. Know, There's a lot of that. Ups All right. Downs. So there was the silver lining now. On I'm that shutting them up. I even just slowly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Danielle was obviously making a joke, but Donald Trump has the nuanced understanding of a fucking manatee on fire. Um, <laughs> apologies to to all the manatees on fire, I guess. But I was going to was... say, just picturing a flaming manatee on the subway taking out his earbuds. Very sadly, <laughs> listen, I have a very nuanced explanation of how I got on the subway and I'm on fire. It's a lot of nuance to it. It's a it's a weird day. So, um, Trump held a press conference last Friday, along with some major private sector CEOs to pre-congratulate capitalism on the invisible hand that fixes the pandemic. These major corporations are going to give back all the extra money they made on Trump's enormous tax cuts and provide disaster relief. Uh, no, hold on. Sorry, I, I pronounced that wrong. They're going to let us use their parking lots for people to get tested. <laughs> <laughs> that they're not going to pay for, yes. No, fuck. Sorry, I, sorry, I messed up the happy thing. <laughs> Good. Go back to the unicorn puppy. Go back to the unicorn puppy or the, the golden retriever thing. The festival. Trump and a bunch of CEOs were standing around basically licking each other's eyeballs during that thing. I mean, we at least had yeah, that. That's true. Know. That's true. <laughs> I, oh, I got one. I got one here. And in world's smallest violin scene news tonight. I know a lot of people out there who are really scared about coronavirus. Our nation seems incapable of handling this genuine emergency, and our ways of means of communicating truth have been so destroyed that it's impossible to tell fact from fiction, fear from genuine concern, and apparently toilet paper from hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In fairness, though, you keep large amounts of both right next to each other in your bathroom. That's You do that. <laughs> well, I, 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 honestly, Heath, I don't know if you're talking about facts, fictions, fears, genuine concerns, toilet papers, or hand sanitizer, but I'm willing to agree regardless, <laughs> right? Like, either way, it doesn't really matter which two. Some people have a basket of magazine. I have a basket of fears. Just saying. <laughs> and look, I want to say to you, the listener, no matter how worried you are, no matter how heavily this past couple of weeks have weighed on you, you don't feel nearly as bad as rapists who rape people, Harvey 
Weinstein, who started his week with a 23-year prison sentence. Yeah, baby, silver linings. Yeah, that is some, some pretty good news. The, the, I feel like the year number should be just like more like infinity, but yeah, it's good. He's going to jail. It's, you know, functional infinity, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we, we did get to hear him give his absurd little it speech right after the gavel went down. It was so sad and not sad at the same time. He was like, okay, okay uh, but I want to make a hospital. For, well, not like a like a medical hospital that helps. I mean like a hospital for people like me to, to get better at consent stuff. Everybody's gone. Everybody left. <laughs> yep. The man who bragged to his victims as being untouchable is about to find out just how true that is as he spends the rest of his miserable life behind bars. And he will die. Not known for the movies he's made or the art he helped create, but as the poster boy for entitled rape culture. And then, just like that self-same culture, he will die. Alone and forgotten while his victims and the world move on without him. Yeah, and, and hey, no dying early of coronavirus, Harvey. That fucks up our shot. Oh, um, I will donate my yeah. lungs to him. Get him I on a fucking to. iron lung. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. That guy's sitting Two in there. Two ventilators. Take it out of a baby's mouth. So, as you sit in your home this <laughs> week... Perhaps consuming the over 1,000 hours of free content we've provided you over the Don't years. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do what you're doing. Available wherever you get your podcasts. If you start to feel a little stir-crazy or scared, remember, someday you will leave your temporary lockdown and Harvey Weinstein won't. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, All he right. will not. Let me undo it with my story. And finally tonight. <laughs> Damn, we did the order in, wrong. We did the order wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. In he went to Jared News. <laughs> Second worst Jared to go to. Uh-huh. In an effort to rebuff the narrative that... No, I'm sorry. If you went to the goddamn mall jewelry store, they would be better equipped to do this fucking job. I'm sorry to say it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But yes, in an effort to rebuff the narrative that his administration is bungling the response to the global pandemic that has stubbornly refused to miraculously disappear, Trump is finally bringing the full weight of his office to bear on the problem by enlisting the help of his chief liaison to Mexico, China, and... All the Muslim countries just kind of lumped together. The man already tasked by his administration with the modest portfolio of government reform, opioid crisis management, criminal justice reform, veterans care reform, and peace in the middle goddamn East, Jared Kushner. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Kushner's got all those jobs, uh, plus a bunch of Slenderman stuff to do, like a bunch. Yeah, There's right. a lot on his plate. <laughs> he might need some help. From who does he get help from? The the first act Grinch, Hitler, <laughs> Hitler dressed up as the first act Grinch. It's been it's oh, his, his dad, his dad. You mean it's, it's two ways to say the same thing, but yeah. Um. So despite Trump's announcement that Vice President and platonic white guy Mike Pence would be leading the coronavirus response, reports from inside the White House are that as things have gotten worse, Trump's son-in-law and amorphously entrusted advisor has taken an increasing role. In the last couple of days, he's attended several meetings on coronavirus alongside Trump and was apparently instrumental in the decision to declare the pandemic a national emergency because apparently Trump needed help looking up pandemic in the fucking dictionary. <laughs> what the fuck was being discussed? Right? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's between kerfuffle, a uh, whole thing, and emergency. <laughs> Jared? Jared? Get Jared in here. He's a words guy. 
He's a good words well, guy. Okay, so to be fair, Kushner does have a track record of succeeding where Trump has failed, most notably in terms of wooing Ivanka. That being said, <laughs> they haven't even written 25 books about the coronavirus yet, so where will he get his information? Well, luckily for us, he already has that problem solved. He's going to get it from Facebook. This is real, and I'm so amazing. Despite my fervent hopes that this story was from a satire site, nope. apparently, uh, as part of his let's call it research, he spoke with an emergency room physician in the family to see how that guy might handle the natural response, and he, in turn, crowdsourced that shit to Facebook. He literally put a post on a goddamn Facebook ER group and asked those people how they would combat the coronavirus outbreak, adding, quote, I have direct channel to person now in charge at White House, end quote. Dear Internet, coronavirus, thoughts? I'm a doctor. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, you guys laugh, but unqualified people volunteering their opinions on Facebook works out great for Republicans. Yeah, like no, for the last three years or so. Yeah, so, yeah, the bad news is that the executive branch of the federal government is soliciting solutions from the people that brought us panic-buying toilet paper and funding solar roads. The, the good news, though, is that nowhere on the thread did anyone suggest pretending we already have enough tests waiting for it to miraculously disappear (laughs) or floating all the sick people out into international waters so that our national numbers look better. So, despite being a goddamn final story of the Skeptocrat-level punchline, the crowdsourcing idea literally would have been a step up from their current strategy. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (sighs) Yes, exactly, exactly. What could possibly be more depressing... I'm just trying to think of, you know, something that would raise our spirits in this time. I guess, like, if Heath fell down a hole. Oh, I got one. I got one. What? What? You got a thing? Yeah. uh, Before we wrap it up, just a quick update. (laughs) Last week, I posted the following on Facebook. (laughs) I asked, is there anybody I know out there who's a liberal with an advanced degree in political science and who's not planning to vote blue in November? And uh, my hope here is for an expert to provide me with a good argument for that stance. I also added, please don't respond here on this post. Email me. (laughs) And here's what we learned so far. First of all, lots of people are super duper bad at reading. (laughs) Um, I I had to delete about 30 posts in which people tried to make their argument right under the words, please don't respond here. So that happened. Okay, Heath, do you not have a hammer you can hit yourself in the dick with? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because we can hit you in the, in the dick with a hammer. I oh. mean, <laughs> listeners, listeners, I have been behind the scenes for this, and it has been so delicious to watch my good, dear friend Heath Enright literally go insane. Literally go insane <laughs> over the last two weeks. I'll be like, hey, man, how's it going? Waiting for Noah to get on the line. And he'll be like, here's the thing about numbers. It goes one, two, three, four. You know that, right? That there's none in between them? <laughs> cool. If there's anybody out there with an advanced degree in math and you have a stance that four is is less than three, um, I'd love an email about that, too. That'd be great. Um, also, you know, just for the record, I got... Uh, exactly zero emails from someone with an advanced degree in political science who wanted to make that argument that you shouldn't vote blue in November. That being said, a valid political opinion certainly doesn't require any particular degree 
the education obviously helps on average, but it doesn't guarantee anything. A lot of idiots with PhDs and master's degrees. Like um, and I did get a handful of email responses from seemingly intelligent people without that degree. But all of them except one were people explaining the thought process of refusing to vote blue, but they all, except that one, ultimately disagreed with that stance. They're going to vote blue because the, that's the logical thing to do in their opinion and my opinion. Um, the one exception, it, it was actually a very well-considered and heartfelt response that we might talk about in a future episode. We'll see. It certainly contained what I see as obvious flaws in the final conclusion, but I very much enjoyed hearing the take. It helped me understand the thought process of something I strongly disagree with. I, th I think that's good to try to do at least, but I wanted to give everyone out there some more time on this. So again, if anyone with an advanced degree in political science is not planning to vote blue in the general election, please email heathenright at gmail.com with your reasoning. Also, uh, don't do I got <laughs> I got five or six emails that I didn't just mention that were just so obviously liars trying to pretend they had an advanced degree in political science. <laughs> A couple of times I actually went on. I was like, oh, you want to get on a DM for a second? We'll, we'll talk for a second. I asked him a, like, oh, you got to answer quickly here. I asked him a very basic question about political science. And they were like, <laughs> politics. <laughs> oh, it was it was worth creating those five fake emails. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Also, just so we're coming at this from all angles here at The Skeptocrat, if you're considering not voting blue in November and you don't want to have like an intellectual conversation with Heath, you can reach out to me and I will blubberingly beg you to vote blue in, in the desperate hope that the feeling of power that it gives you will be enough for you not to petulantly stand there with your arms crossed while babies are in cages. Again, full tears, quivering lips, all for you. Just hit me up. Heathenright, yeah. gmail.com. There you go. I will you hear cry that? for you. Some great right, offers. I'll, I'll tell you what you can go fuck yourself with, so you can kind of get whatever you want. Yeah, here. no, we're offering you're we're offering three it. different nice fun slots for you. Swipe there you up. go. We got that dick hammer. No, but but very like <laughs> serious OnlyFans. Serious thing here. If you're a, a, a liberal, a progressive liberal, I am too. We probably share ninety nine percent of the same ideas about politics. If if that's you, but you're not planning to vote blue in November. We're on the same team ideologically. We're trying to get to the same goal. We strongly disagree on how to get there. I know more about this than you do, guaranteed. Unless maybe you're one of these people with an advanced degree, and I'd love to hear your, your explanation. Haven't heard it yet. Please send it. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Caleb, Katie, Daniel, Samantha, Nate, Robin, the silenced masses, Natalie, DT, Carl, Crystal, Matt, Neum, Emeratus, and Jason, who all have amazing dicks and vaginas, and they'd love to hear a quick little rap about them from Marky Mark. Well, there's Katie and Caleb and Daniel and Natalie. When I was in high school, I beat up a Chinese guy. <laughs> Fantastic. That's why we let Noah Fantastic. do the rhyming. I, didn't parts you, of didn't our you show. make up a name there to, I to, had get to do rhyme? Natalie pronounced wrong? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Natalie. Yep. Natalie. Yep. Okay, yes. Okay. Chinese a Christian guy. musician. I, you could have gone robbing the silent masses and kicked the Chinese guy's asses. Mm. I mean, I, the, I know yeah. the pluralization doesn't work. 50 there, 50. But. Both of those lyrics are lifted from Marky Mark in reality. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah. All right. Well, whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people. Oh, Daniel, a Chinese man, y'all. Oh, Th- that's there, you oh there you go. There you Jason, go. a yep. Chinese mason. No. Mm, what? Was, I, nailed it. I got it. There's no reason to keep going. I don't, I don't think the guy was a mason. It'd be anyway. Um, one other thing, if you are feeling financially benevolent, check out modestneeds.org. They were they're going to be helping out people who are suffering from this crisis too. Yes, and that's a great, yes. that's a great, uh-huh. great cause. And if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed. Available on Apple Music, iTunes, whatever it's called, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or, of course, the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Stay the fuck inside. Stay the fuck away from RBG. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Seriously, stay the fuck away from you RBG. Leave her alone. That was Eli flicking a light bulb lightly. So that's fun <laughs> for everybody. I, I, I was thinking like brushing a moth off of one, right? Mm. And it was just, the turn was just... Stop flitting. Stop flitting. You look like an idiot. <laughs> I talked with my mom yesterday about not going to big gatherings. And apparently she wasn't on the same page with me. And I was <laughs> like, hey, don't do that. And she, <laughs> we talked this through. I'm not sure whether we landed at the time anyway, whether she landed on like agreeing with me or not, but she texted me back today saying like, okay, I'm I'm not going to go to that big meeting that we talked about yesterday ever since your scolding last night. <laughs> so I'm happy for two reasons. First of all, she's not going to go and, and possibly spread coronavirus to my dad who has COPD and is it like yeah, in all yeah. the risk groups. Also, most importantly, honestly, I scolded her. I like I win. <laughs> I totally yeah, reversed man. the power dynamic for the first time ever with my mom. In your face, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> also, hey, did you guys hear the German government just confirmed that Trump tried to bribe a German yes. nonprofit into relocating their yes. vaccines research operation to the yes. US so that we'd have exclusivity on a vaccine, whatever that means. What the fuck? I'm going to call it the Trump scene. (laughs) Exclusivity on a vaccine. That's like the most evil phrase in existence. Yep. Have you read the the Associated Press article about it where the guy is like, well, we would never take this kind of offer and we believe it's actually a crime here in Germany. So we would not consider it. We called the police immediately upon receiving the email. It was very sad. (laughs) (laughs) The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.